You're listening to the Citrus Church Podcast. Now, here's the message. Hello, and welcome to the Refresh Podcast. I'm Jared Cunningham, worship coordinator for Citrus Church and host of the podcast. It's been a while since I've done an episode. Actually, I haven't posted an episode since February. For March, it felt best to take a break and pick back up in April, which, as it turns out, was great timing. Ryan's current sermon series is entitled From Anxiety to Peace, and after he announced the upcoming series at our Easter service, I received a few song suggestions from the praise band and other close friends, and seeing the response, I thought it would be fun to post the question in the Citrus Grove Facebook group. The post got a lot of response, so much so that I put all the songs in a Spotify playlist, also titled From Anxiety to Peace, which you are more than welcome to check out. The response to the post also showed that anxiety and worship as a response to anxiety are both important topics for our church. And along with the original post, I shared a song by Ben Potter called Anxiety Peace. And in it, Ben sings that God is the voice of peace and anxiety. Now, we've talked about worship a lot in the past. In fact, the very first episode of the Refresh podcast was an episode called What Worship Means to Me. Not long after that came the heart of worship where we first tackled the question of why do we worship? Another favorite of mine is A Beautiful Collision Refreshed, where I talked about how the songs we sing act as prayers and the beautiful collision that takes place when our voices collide together in song and prayer. We've also talked about anxiety. A year ago, I did two episodes on anxiety, one on anxiety itself and the other on basically the worries of the day. So. In this episode, I want to talk about worship and anxiety in the context of where we currently are. In essence, I'm paraphrasing six or seven episodes and talking about them in the context of today. But before I really get into anything, I want to preface this and make sure it's known that I am not an expert on worship or anxiety. I went to Christian schools from kindergarten to 12th grade, and that is where a lot of my biblical knowledge comes from, especially high school. As far as anxiety goes, any experience I have is based on managing my own assortment of stress, nervousness, and anxiety. And as always, my good friend Google is always around to fill in the gaps. In other words, anything said here is based on my own interpretation or what simply makes sense. Now, the textbook definition of worship means to show reverence and adoration for a deity. And that sounds a lot like what we do when we worship, but why do we worship? Now, I won't read all of it, but this article from compellingtruth.org perfectly describes the kind of Sunday school scratching the service answer. And it says, God is the only perfect being in the universe and more than deserves our worship. Now, that's not a bad reason to worship God, and for many that's enough. But for myself growing up, I didn't really know how to voice the question that still lingered for me. But thankfully, I didn't have to, thanks to C.S. Lewis. He's probably best known for writing the Chronicles of Narnia series. And Lewis also wrote many other books on faith and Christianity. And at this point, I've read about four of his books. The Heart of Worship episode that we did earlier on in the history of this podcast was based on an article about one of his books, The Reflections on the Psalms. And a few months ago, I actually sat down and read the book, and I loved how he introduced it. 
His introduction says, this is not a work of scholarship. I am no Hebraist, no higher critic, no ancient historian, no archaeologist. I write for the unlearned about things in which I am unlearned myself. At the outset, he announces that this book is for those who are unfamiliar with these topics just as he was. For the record, for someone who considered himself to be unlearned, C.S. Lewis sounds like he taught doctorate-level courses on this stuff. In the beginning of the chapter, a word about praising, C.S. Lewis addresses the question I couldn't put into words. And he explains it over the first few pages of the chapter, but I'll summarize it. Essentially, what bothered C.S. Lewis was, why does God, a being who is all-powerful and creator of all things, want me to tell him how great he is? And he goes into great detail explaining why God really commands our worship. But the short version is, God commands our worship because, as Lewis puts it, it is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates his presence. It is not, of course, the only way, but for many people at many times, God is revealed chiefly or only while they worship him together. In other words, as we worship God, he also works and communicates with us. In my opinion, this more than makes sense. When we have something we value, say our first car or a new car or a new guitar, We spend extra time with it, and over time we get closer to it and we learn more about it. And similarly, as we grow with God and worship him, we learn more about him, and he also speaks to us. When we have something of value, we also invite others to join in our appreciation. We tell our friends about the features, we share photos on social media, and likewise, countless verses from the Bible invite us to join together in worship as we do. Just that when we gather together and worship. Likewise, countless verses from the Bible invite us to join together in worship, and we do just that when we gather together. Now, worship is one thing. Worship in a continued pandemic presents us with new challenges, I'll say. Exactly one year ago this month, we were in a quarantine. We had just fully moved to an online-only format for the church. I'll be honest, it was a bit scary. The world as we knew it had very quickly changed, and it became an anxiety-ridden situation, but it presented us with the opportunity to not only grow closer to God, but to grow closer to one another in new ways. Currently, we're in what we could call a better situation compared to what was going on a year ago. The pandemic is still going on, but we're no longer fully quarantined. We have vaccines, and we're able to meet in person for worship. However, we're not back to what we would call normal, and we have to find answers to questions we weren't even planning to ask. As I've said in the past, overthinking is the number one thing that spurs anxiety for me, and overthinking about things that are still uncertain is probably the recipe for anxiety. But regardless, worship, whether it is with the church when we gather together or just personal helps lessen the anxiety and reminds us that God is still at work, especially as the voice of encouragement that keeps us moving forward. Though we are not back to full normalcy, it still presents us with the opportunity to grow closer to God and grow closer together as a church. 
Likewise, this pandemic has spread worries for a lot of people, but this time also presents us with the opportunity to learn to rely on God. To wrap things up, though it's been a month and a half since the last episode, I am glad to be back. I hope you found this episode to be useful in some way. Like I said, I thought this episode was fitting because I haven't talked about worship in a while. And with our current series on anxiety, it felt like great timing. And if you haven't already, you can join the Citrus Church Grove group on Facebook. It's a great way to connect with one another. You can also join us on Sundays online or in person at Summer Lake Elementary. You can register ahead of time online. And with that, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Make sure to visit our website, citruschurch.org. If you found refreshments in this message, share it with a friend. And hey, God loves you.